Hi, I'm Tyra G., your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual, global gathering of professional women and those who love you. Yes, you mothers, daughters, grand and great-grandmothers, fearsome and generous, humble and honest in search of new possibilities and purpose. You know, we dig deep here and we come up strong. For those of you joining us for the first time, each month we explore a new theme inspired by you. Yeah, I said you. We bravely walk into places where tradition has taught us there are some things that we just don't talk about, but not at this table. And guess what? No matter how hard judgment knocks, it cannot come in. Beloved, we are here and we live beyond the wreckage. Every week we experience, we educate, we encourage, and we empower each other. We share some aha moments and some stories that have been left in our pockets for way too long. We start right where we are. And guess what? We are in week number, uh, month number 11. Yes, 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 it's proof that dreams can come true. Frankly speaking with Tyra G was one of my most precious dreams. I thank God for every remembrance of each one of you that encouraged and offered ideas. You showed up. You inspired. And guess what? I cannot do this without you. Thanks so much. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia on your TV, computer, or mobile device. And we are webcast worldwide every week at 8 p.m. on Saturday evening, Eastern Time on www.radiofairfax.org. Now, should you miss us, don't worry about it. I know dates are important. You can catch us on YouTube, Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. And if you feel like reaching out offline, you do that, because you know that makes me grin, right? It's Tyra at TyraGarlington.com. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing and performing my Frankly Speaking theme. And for naming it, I'm listening. This August, we return to our, our theme for our very first month. It was, and it is again, This Is Us, where we meet and greet members of our global virtual table of phenomenal women and those who love them. You know how I'm always talking about life and growth and success is a process and not event, not an event. Keep that in mind, because you also know I like to create a common thought space, so we all start out in the same place. Where we end is up to you. So I'm going to challenge you with the following thoughts. They're authentic thoughts of wisdom from one of our spiritual coaches, Ms. Van Sant, in her 2000 book, Until Today. And I quote, Stop trying to be perfect. Stop it now. Stop trying to fix yourself, change yourself, perfect yourself. Stop trying to do everything to be just so. Stop trying to improve everything about you to be perfect. Stop trying to impress people with just how perfect you are. Stop making up stories about how perfect your life is. Stop looking for little imperfections so you can perfect them. Stop making excuses for the things you think are imperfect. The quest for perfection is a waste of time and energy. It's a quest that closes your mind and your heart to the beauty that is all around you. You can be so preoccupied perfecting the cracks in that you fail to recognize that light comes through the cracks. Remember the words of the famous author Ernest Hemingway who said, not everything that appears to be broken needs to be fixed. In fact, some of us are strong at the broken places. In other words, everything need not be perfect to be divine. 
and that includes you. Now, until today, you may have held perfection as the standard that you needed to live up to in order to achieve. But just for today, just for today, accept that you are perfect just as you are. Hear me now. You are perfect just as you are. Embrace the cracks in your life and breaks in your heart as places into, into which light can shine. I'm say it again. Embrace the cracks in your life and breaks in your heart as places into which light can shine. Your affirmation now. Ready? Today, I am devoted to releasing the quest to be any more perfect than I am. I will know peace when I accept things are the way that they need be. I know you didn't get it all right. Here we go. One more time. Today, I am devoted to releasing, that means letting go, releasing the quest to be any more perfect than I am. I will know peace when I accept things are the way they need to be. Got it? Great. After our break, we're going to meet a woman of wonder who has her mind and her spirit lined up to bless others in a very special way that will help their lights to shine. Grab a snack, but stay close now. And we are back. Let's get our talk on. I am sitting here, and in front of me is a beautiful woman with a beautiful smile and a beautiful spirit and essence. All of this you'll figure out, except for the smile. I can't see her. And um, we connected in a very unusual way. Uh, but may I say this? We connected. Yes. Her name is Ms. Kimberly Frazier. And Kimberly, you know, I ask each of my guests to pretend that they are a book in a human library. And I ask you to share with my audience things about you that would make us want to continue to read your story. How did you get to where you are sitting here? You know, it didn't happen yesterday. No, it did not happen yesterday. But first, let me just say thank you for having me here on Frankly Speaking with Tyra. It's indeed an honor to sit here in front of such a beautiful lady. Um, but yes, back to your question. Um, wow, I don't even know where to begin. Um, where I'm at today, it all came from a lot of uh, struggles, tears, fights, um, determination, but all grounded from a biblical uh, background. My foundation definitely was God. Um, and as you so be beautifully say, um, his grace is more than amazing, um, is sufficient, and it has proven to be that way in my life over the years. Um, I started out, um, you know, grew up in a, in a single family home with just my mother and my brother, um, and we struggled. I mean, we struggled. We struggled financially. We were not, uh, you know, given the opportunities that many of around us had. So it was a big struggle for my mom to raise us. She was on food stamps, um, living from paycheck to paycheck, and that's all I saw growing up. You know, my mother living from paycheck to paycheck. We never had enough, but we were always so full of love. We were always so full of laughter, and we were all so close. Even till today, we're very, very close. Um, but as I grew up, uh, you know, I tend to long for a father because I didn't have a father growing up. My father is, is living, but he's been in prison all of my life. Um, and that was really difficult growing up. Um, and I didn't realize at the time that I was actually chasing after God unknowingly. Um, and I was chasing after him, looking for him in all the wrong places. Of course, not knowing that's who I was looking for. Um, but I got into a lot of things that uh, when I look back, I can't even believe that I did. But I began to, um, um, I don't know, I didn't really feel like I fit in in school too much because we grew up in a predominantly uh, Caucasian uh, neighborhood and school. And you can literally count the African-Americans on your finger. So um, 
being the minority there, those around us, they had plenty where we had less. So I would long for those things, and I would get caught up with different friends that I wanted to be so much like, and I found myself doing things that I didn't think I would ever do, meaning we would go into stores, and I'm like stealing things because I see this is what I want, and we can't afford it. Um, and I would I would do that, and then I could come home, and I can be so honest with my mom. Like, well, I, it's not honest, but I can convince her, oh, I got this from this person, or this person gave me this, and I was just really good at it. Um, but it came a time in my life when I was getting too. What, one thing, Tyra, I can say I love about God is he loves us so much that he will allow the covers to be pulled back so that you can see the wrong and that you can see him and realize that it's him. And he loves us so much that he will allow the embarrassment to come. He will allow the um, the tears, the whys, so that we can see ourselves and understand that we need a savior. And he did just that. Um, one of my closest friends had stole a credit card, and I was with her. And we went shopping, and we were, and I knew it. I knew it was stolen. We went shopping, and I was in my teens in high school, and it it ended up we got caught. And that was the moment that God pulled the covers back. And it was so painful and so hurtful to my mom and my grandmother, and all I could see is them praying. What are we going to do? We can't afford a lawyer. We can't do this. We can't do that. I don't know how God did it, but he did it. And from that moment on, that's when I realized that God had, he had just had this moment with me of showing me that this is not how I created you. Everything that you are doing and everything that you are participating in life here, this is not who I made you to be. You are using the gifts and the talents that I have poured into you, and you're using them the wrong way. So over the years, after getting close to him, realizing all along that that's who I had been chasing after was God, and getting into the word and learning him and eating of him and tasting how sweet he is and how good he is, um, I began to turn all of those wrongdoings in my life and turn them around and begin to understand my gifts and my talents, which my gifts and my talents is, yes, I was really good at convincing people that I was telling the truth, and but I really wasn't. But the gift was that people believed me and people gravitated to me and people you know, they respect me and they look to me as someone that can help them and guide them, which is what drew me into who I am today, of course, helping other people. Um, but turning that one thing that I would use as, um, I guess I would say, use more as thinking it was helping me, but it was really hurting me, turning that conversation and that gift into now giving and helping and being able to grab people's attention that they actually listen to me. Does it make sense what I'm saying, Tyra? More than you know. <laughs> I was, I'm smiling, and you can see me smiling. I can. Because uh, I'm beginning to think seriously that theft and misdemeanors must be a right of moving into teenage. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the teenager that hasn't done something uh, that had shame associated mm-hmm. or broken the yes. law. But the other thing that struck me that you said when you talked about mistakes, in my mind, after all of these years of living, I realized mistakes are necessary for miracles to happen. Yes, absolutely. So I'm looking at that as, you know, one side of the coin. And uh, I appreciate you describing the journey. But what I'm loving most of all is your authenticity and your representing that uh, the perfect family is not uh, two parents, two and a half kids, a car, a white picket fence, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The perfect family is one that is driven and based on love. Yes, absolutely. And that's what my mom gave us, yes. love. I mean, yes. when I say my mom gave us love, it, it was that unconditional love for one, but it was that kind of love that you, you can't even explain it. Um, we... There were times in our home where the power was turned off, mm-hmm. and it was in a dead middle of winter, mm-hmm. and it was so cold. When I say love, my mom would come, and she would 
get us all in one bed, mm-hmm. and she would put the covers over us, but she would get a blow dryer. Uh-huh. And she would take the blow dryer, and literally, I can see she was so tired, but she didn't want us to, um, and I'm trying not to tear up just even it's thinking okay. about that. It's okay. But she didn't want us to be, you know, she saw that we were shivering and all that, but so she would sit outside of the covers. Yes. And she would put the, she blow would dryer. sit there and hold the blow dryer under the cover so that we can have the heat. But you couldn't hold it there long because once it gets too hot, it cuts off. Right. So right. I see her pulling it out before it cuts off, trying to cool off. And then when it, and the scene, you know, we wake up and my brother and I are just fine. That was normal. Okay. We're, we're warm. We're getting up. And uh-huh. I can see my mom. She's really tired where she stayed up through the night. And cared To, to keep us warm. Yeah. And that was the love that my mom given. Until this day, she's exactly the same way. But that just goes to show that when you don't have anything and w- we tend to um, today. Today, we the kids complain about everything, but when you go back and think of things like that, we know how to make do, and that's what my mom did. Like whatever was needed, she figured it out. Being a single mother, she figured it out, and and she did it all through love. Every bit of it was through love, and it's something that I will never forget. I tear up even thinking about it. Um, and so I pour that same love back on her today. Oh, that's I wonderful. Mean, it's, it's a beautiful I get thing it. That it's I'm a circle. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking, um, I'm, you know, I'm so visual. Right away, I'm thinking, wow, the perfect electric blanket. Because the ones you buy in the store today, they don't come with mother's love. Oh, you just plug them in. Mm-hmm. Right? So true, so true. Yeah. And she taught me how to be a good mother. You know, she taught me how to love on my children and how to you know just understanding the mother's love yeah and um when i was 20 i got married um 21 got pregnant and i had my first set of twins did you all hear what she just (laughs) said i mean the first time she said it to me i was going like okay (laughs) what two sets of twins two sets i'm ready by the time i was 24 i had four children both sets was a boy and a girl. <laughs> well, the first set came very early. I had them at 28 weeks. Oh, they were two pounds BBs. apiece. Yes, they were two pounds apiece. And my youngest, my my oldest daughter, actually, they said she was not going to make it. I remember getting the phone call. We were staying at the Ronald McDonald House with them. Yeah, they had to stay in the hospital. For right, right. And they called us and said, um, you want to come over? We're going to let you and your husband come over, and you can stay the night through the night because she's not going to make it through the morning. And me being as young as I was, and nowhere near as close to God yes. as I am today. I right. don't even know how I knew how to pray, even though I knew out of norm we just pray. Right, right, right. But something drew me close. To my knees, I'm like, I don't care what they say. She's going to live. She's going to live. She's going to live. She's going to yes, live. Yes, yes. We get to the hospital, and I'm staying there with her through the night, and I'm crying over, and I'm praying over her. They bring the chaplain in to talk to us, preparing us for the moment. Yes. And I just refused to talk to him. They said, do you, nope, I don't want to talk to him. I do not want to talk to him because I knew that she was going to be okay. Well, the next morning, she was still there yes and the she was on the ventilator and the ventilator was breathing for her 95 percent. that's why they said she was not going to make it well the next morning it had come down and she was only i think it was only breathing for her 40 percent. look at that yes and so the doctors they couldn't figure out what happened how you know of course we know um and then as we go through the next couple of days they kept winging her down and winging her down before you know it she was they had a surprise for me i came in there one day to see she was by herself breathing not only was she by herself but they had her all dressed up in a little baby doll dress they had no way later off of her all the twos were off and on and her little eyes open open and she rubbed my hand and she squeezed it and but that was just god you know definitely god's grace and he had a, such a great plan for her, and she's just doing so beautifully today, you know. And, you know, she's not perfect, but she is beautiful. We don't she know is, anybody perfect. Come no, on. You're right. You're right. Nobody but, walking around on this earth. And she's actually serving our country right now. She's awesome. in the Air Force. Um, but anyway, being young, um, three years later, I found I was pregnant again. Was not trying to be pregnant, but was. And God says, when I give you, I give you double for your trouble. <laughs> And he means that. And pregnant again with another set of twins. And in this time, you know, he allowed me the opportunity to go through the full pregnancy. He let me experience that pregnancy that I didn't, 
was unable to with the first set. And they came out healthy, six pounds apiece. And another boy and girl. You were carrying 12 pounds. I was pounds. carrying 12 pounds. And I felt Praise every bit of it. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yes, yes. But going through all that financially, uh, I, I didn't, I went to school, but I didn't finish completely at the time. So I, I didn't have like a job that was paying all this money. My, <laughs> uh, my husband, the kid's father, he was not making very little. So we were really struggling with four kids. And my question to God is like, why would you give me another set of twins? And I'm struggling with this first set. And it was just really, really hard. But as I, you know, went on, went on, God made a way, made a way. I mean, there was days where we didn't even know how, Tyra, we were going to put diapers on them didn't know but but God that's all I can say is but God and you you used another word right uh, I guess at the beginning when you were letting our listeners know you uh, you use the word determination mm -hmm. yes I am determined and yes. that's one thing you will find with me I am very determined mm -hmm. when I have a will and I know God has a way and he will provide a way I am determined to see it through um, I love to uh, I'm such a big, big, I guess, advocate is the word for what's right. And I, I stand up for what's right. And I'm very determined to fight for what's right. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is, whether I'm in the grocery stores, the customer service. It's mm -hmm. just if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. And you think back, this person who used to steal, who used to do this, and now she's just boom, 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 boom. It's all God because he had such a great plan for my life, a plan for many, many women's life that I talk to every day now yes and he's brought me into this role of a life coach yes giving life yes to women yes. every day and it's uh to me the life that I know you give is more powerful it's like uh breathing yes these women uh and I guess we're gonna have to talk about our first phone call mm -hmm. <laughs> but these women that for me, I know it's important to connect with. That's that I'm driven mm -hmm. to connect because I know yes. if I can connect, then anything, anything is, possible, is possible, right? Yes. And um, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's one thing about being a life coach. And if I just had to sum it up what a life coach is, it's giving someone a life jacket who is drowning and you're throwing him that life jacket to put it on knowing that you're going to get through this. Yes. You're not in this by yourself. You're not going to die. It's going to be okay. There is life, regardless of where you are in life, regardless of what you're going through, what crossroads you're at, what you're trying to figure out, there's life, and you can live life, and you can live it and enjoy it on purpose. Well, you know, um, since you have told your story, and I'm beginning to see some of the pieces I was not aware of, it occurs to me, and this is something I've been kind of experiencing, mm -hmm. um, generally working with populations that are disenfranchised or marginalized, that's where I'm driven mm -hmm. to, to serve. I kept wondering, once the connection was there, you know, it's like it's difficult to follow someone who you know hasn't been where you're trying to go. Yes. But without me revealing my story, once the connection worked, and I'm saying you're a life coach, you're giving breath, and I'll bet you, you don't sit down and tell everybody your story. No. Because what I think you transmit is the spirit mm -hmm. of knowledge yes. that you've walked the road and that they can follow. Yes, and trust. Absolutely. They feel the connection right away. Mm -hmm. um, it's emotional. It's an emotional attachment. And yes. they see, they feel the love. Yes. They feel the compassion, mm -hmm. the sympathy, and the understand, that I understand because I can relate to them and I know how to respond to them because I've been through it. Yes. And I can reassure them, but not only reassure them, but be transparent enough to share some. I don't have to share everything. Right, right, just right. Just something. Just a, they just need a piece of something. Right. And if I can share a piece of something that resonates with them, that relates to them, it causes them to open up and be able to pour out so that I can now pour into them and give them life. Absolutely. And you, you talked, well, we talked about a lot of things when we first met, but you have taken, you have, taken the methodology and the model that's living in your heart mm -hmm. and put it together. And I want you to share with our audience, I was thinking, who 
are the women that you attract? Where do you find them? How do they find you? And once that connection is made, what do you do? Because you tell me, well, Tyra, when I meet them, there's this. And by the time they leave, I want to know, share, what's that process like? <laughs> Would you mind sharing? I don't. I don't mind. Um, so um, I actually uh, met, meet a lot of the women through Meetup. I'm sure many of us have heard of what Meetup is. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you better uh, share that because we have mm-hmm. international listeners okay, as well. So Meetup is a, uh, is an app that um, people in your local area sign up to to join different meetup groups to uh-huh. try to familiarize yourself with the area or make friends to get part of different business organizations. It's like a Just welcome. Just like a welcome and a networking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I actually put up their life coaching sessions for women mm-hmm. to come out. Let's have, and it's called Enjoying Life and Brunch. Um, and they come out and uh, we start the process. So most of the women that I target, my niche is empty nesters, mm-hmm. um, which are women who are now trying to discover themselves, find that, find themselves now for the past 18, 20 years, they've been everything to their kids, everything to their husband. And now that the kids are gone and they're trying to find them and their self and me experiencing that being an empty nester now yes. is why I drew to that niche because it's really, it, it can really send you into a state of depression when you realize, you feel like, what am I here for? What is it I'm supposed to do now? Does anybody even need me? Do I even matter? Um, and I, I reach out to those women to help them discover what is their gifts, what is their passion, um, what drives them, what moves them. Um, maybe some of them are just at a crossroads. They don't know which way to go. Maybe they are working, but now they're ready to do something differently. Mm-hmm. But they come to me, and they're, they come and sign up for these classes, and they come in, and they're so, uh, you can tell they come in, and I'm asking, them, well, why, what made you decide to sign up for the class what made you decide to come talk with a life coach and they were well you know I'm just so discouraged I'm just so depressed I'm just overweight I can't you know I just can't stick to a diet or um I suffer from anxiety or um I know I'm I don't know what my goals are I don't know what my I just need help and they they come in so defeated and we start the process you know I take them through a whole process of the first class and teaching them what goals are Okay. What they are, because a lot of us don't. They well, think we know just what in goals case are. there's somebody. Just I'm, you know, I can't imagine there's anybody listening who doesn't know what a goal is. But just in case <laughs> there may be one person, how would you connect and help them understand what a goal is to get them out of this place we just talked about? Well, I mean, see, it, it's different for everyone. Everybody's Absolutely. goals are totally different. But the one thing is, what moves you? What is something that you would like to achieve, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to achieve it? Okay, that makes sense. And you want it to be something very realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of goals that we could have, and, you know, I want to go to Africa one day. You know, is that how quickly is that going to happen that you're going to do that? But my goal is to help them identify really what a goal is, what motivates them. Okay. Now, what, what keeps them from being motivated, and then okay. what motivates them, okay. and then what's hindering them from achieving that goal. And so we sit down and we lay out the plan of we set aside Three goals, three attainable goals for them, where they are right now, depending on what it is they're trying to attain. And then I hold their hand through the process every Saturday. We meet every Saturday. Okay. For how long? Is this forever? Nope. We meet for the month. Okay. It's a four week, uh, four Saturdays out of the month. And it's for an hour and a half. But in between, the weeks in between, they talk to me twice a week. Okay. So I follow up with them, making sure that they are on track. With the goals that we set, was it re- was it really realistic goals? Now that you've now left and you've been in your week, how how have you been able to stay on it? And was it really realistic? Did you really make the time for it? Was mm-hmm. it something that you think you can achieve within the next thirty days? Okay. Um. So we're walking through that process um, throughout the whole entire month, and by the time we get to week four on mm-hmm. the Saturday, the same women who came in and. They're in tears, don't know what to do. They're standing up with their vision board. So the last the last session, they're actually uh, put together a vision board. Now share, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody don't know what a vision board is. Okay, so a vision board is putting in pictures and words on this board. Some people can use a postcard. They'll use the cardboard box and mm-hmm. set it up. But they'll put where they are now, where it is they want to go, how they're going to get there, and it's all laid out. But my goal is to help them make a realistic vision board. Okay. A lot of people make vision boards, and they're all pretty, but the things that's there, 
they're not really attainable and it's something that's going to take years to do which what's going to happen they're going to get discouraged and then they're right. going to be back to the same place and the goals didn't work the life coaching didn't work so i want them to set realistic goals and make your vision board so that you by 30 days you should see things being marked off make your vision board ugly don't let it stay pretty let okay. make it a mess because you're marking off that you yes i hit that goal right I hit that goal so every day you're looking at it you're seeing weeks go by and you're marking things off and you're ready to make another vision board. In 30 to 60 days, you should be making another vision board. Right. So I help them set realistic goals to help them achieve them within a short time so that it can continue to motivate them, inspire them, and see that they do have value, they do have worth, they do have talents mm -hmm. and gifts that they are working towards. So um, I'm seeing two ways that uh, they can receive one is the one-on-ones with you mm -hmm. in between. The other, the workshops. Now, let me ask you, how much opportunity for peer counseling during your uh, weekly workshops? Do they talk to one another or? Yes, they do. So on, well, during, are you asking as we're together? As yes. Group? Yes, yes, they do. They work together. Okay. Um, they uh, definitely inspire each other and motivate each other. And throughout the week, we are all in one group. And we talk, we chat, we motivate each other. We have a private Facebook Facebook page that I set up for each group. So every group has a private page um, that's just open to that particular group. Um, they're the only ones that have access to it. So even after the month's over, we can all still stay That's in what touch. I was going to ask, we right. We still motivate. As a matter of fact, um, next two weeks from now, we will be having a dinner. So we have a monthly gathering where we meet up again. Um, and just check in, like, where are we? We got our good book. What are the good things that's happened? So right. that's one of the goals that I give them when we leave. I give them a little book, part of their little gift package, and this is called your good book. You can only write good things in this book. So when good things happen to you, write it down, write it down. Um, that's going to keep you motivated. But when we meet, we all share our good book. And oh, how fun. Yeah, now, fun. okay, all right. So you and I know how important authenticity is. Mm -hmm. We also know how important vulnerability is. Mm -hmm. So in this environment, do they move to a level of trust where, okay, I have this goal and uh, maybe it's in an area where they're vulnerable and they really need the support of the group and are they comfortable enough over a period of time to share? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I believe it goes back to what you said, just seeing my heart as their leader, um, because I, Tyra, I take coaching very, very seriously. I know. Um, I believe that God entrusts these ladies' lives to me. So I yes. take it very seriously. Um, and I share with them that so they know that, you know, this is all about you. This is God. He loves you that much that he has placed you in my hand for four weeks so make sure are you sure you can commit to these next four weeks yes right? so you so have your do. contract on I the front do. end yes i do and they are ready to go they signed up but they also feel secure because the day of that class um whoever shows up that's it so next saturday no one can come in and say i, I like I that i missed it last week i need to come in or even if they're a couple hours late coming in that day, we've already started talking, so you've already started sharing with who you're with. Absolutely. So we're not allowing anyone else to come in. And so I don't, you know, some some coaches will say, well, you know, people come in, you need to get them. No, I mean, I don't care. You've built a community. Two. Yes. So whether it's two, whether it's four, whether it's ten, whomever, who is in there at the time, that's it. So they, they already feel comfortable. They feel safe. Because now all these women have opened up. They've shared some things about right. themselves. Right. Can't play catch up. Exactly. And mm -hmm. so to answer your question, that's why they're very comfortable when they face these challenges. Or, okay. You know, they messed up here or this happens. They'll reach out to each other. So I'm actually helping them bring that out of them and connect with each other and make friends. So when they leave. So they'll build their own community mm -hmm. for the follow on. And it may not be all of them, but there yes, will be some associations will be that will be close. Absolutely. And for our listening audience, uh, you heard Kimberly say, I take my coaching very seriously. I want you to know this lady didn't even know me and told me what I needed to do <laughs> yes she did um, we're having coffee just to meet one another and talk because we connected in another space and she said Tyra you need you need to you need a video blog you need to go on Facebook I'm like really come on you know I love to speak inspirationally I love the radio show 
But I, I, don't, I don't know about that. And so she proceeded to tell me how to do it, where to go to do this, that, and then she's waiting for a report. So I just want you to know that Kimberly takes her coaching <laughs> extremely serious. I do, Tara. So when I see it, when I see I, it I know, and I, I know. identify it, I'm yes. going to call it out and I'm going to push you. Push you, push you, push you. But like I told you, you definitely, you, people need to see you. Well, they can see you. me in their mind. Yeah, they can, but it's, it takes it to another level just to see that that warmth, that just oh, you. Oh, everybody knows I love them. It's an only child syndrome, right? I, I always wanted I more friends, it. and so I've got these people. They don't even know me, and I just love them. I'm sure. I'm sure they I do. I want to go play. You know? Yes, but you'll be surprised. You think it'll work? People, it definitely will, to, to actually see you. And, and not just visualize you, but see you and see your your gestures and your the passion. I mean, they can hear it over the over the airwaves, but to see it, that just puts the ice on it. Okay, we're moving right along. Mm -hmm. I'm coaching you. I know, I know, <laughs> and I didn't intend. And mm. but um, I, I guess we might as well tell them how we met. Yes, you have to. I I, I, <laughs> I just moved, and. Um, I had to downsize. One of the things I had to do was to change my uh, bundle mm -hmm. for my Wi-Fi, for my TV and my PC and my phone. And I had an episode where I had a problem with um, my large TV. Mm -hmm. And I followed the instructions and called and called and called. Uh, Kimberly works at Verizon. And... Uh, to no avail, five hours of him trying to solve them. And I said, I called the marketing rep and said, look, uh, this is what I've done. You need to know that I need to speak with someone that can correct this, not someone that's going to pass it. I'm at the point now where I need a decision maker. Can you find that person? And she was so wonderful. Yes, Tyra, I will give you a name by the end of today. And I received a phone call, and it was Kimberly. And we go through this whole process. She's got an email that has all of the steps that everybody is Very taking. Very detailed. And, and, and she's probably going, I don't know what I want to talk to this person because she's crazy. Well, anyway, we go through the problem solving. And at the end of the conversation, Kimberly says, Tyra, I noticed that your business card's <laughs> at the end of your email. It says life coach, author, and speaker. She said, can we talk? <laughs> and I want you to know in life, in life, you stumble into some very precious memories and you meet some very precious people. And uh, she's been that for me. And my hope is each and every one of you hearing this show has that experience because it's like a big present you know you open it up and you go oh my god there's another one inside and you just keep opening it up so that's our story now back to business <laughs> okay Kimberly let's pretend like you're more of the wonder woman of wonder than you are you are a superwoman and not only are you a superwoman I'm gonna give you a blank check how would you change the world in the space that you live now? What would you do? I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, mm. but but I bet you think about it. Mm, Tyra. Uh, yeah. Ask me one more time. Let me make sure I'm clear of what you're asking me. What's your dream? You got all the money in the world. You got all the power in the world. What is it that you want to make come true? Besides having lots of little grandbabies like that. I know. Love and love, love grandchildren. <laughs> Tyra, that's tough, but I think for me, my biggest drive and my biggest dream, if, if I had a blank check, yes, if I could make, if I can help every woman who are at a place where they feel like they, they are just, they can't enjoy life, they're not enjoying life, yes, they are ready to throw in the towel, or they are ready to give up, they feel they don't matter, yes, and if I could have the opportunity to speak to every one of these women, because money is no option now. I can afford No, money it. is no option. The only thing that you may be short on after you do your thing is energy. Exactly. But that's what it would be, is to help them see that they can enjoy life and enjoy it on purpose. With now, no apologies. Okay, so, um, oh dear, I did it again. Kimberly, we're going to have to take a break. 
I get so wrapped up in my guests. Y'all know that already, right? Those of you listening. (laughs) I need to do something for about a minute. Can you hang in there with me? Thank you. Radio Fairfax is your station, so use it. Listen on your television, computer, or mobile device. Radio Fairfax, what you want to hear, where you want to hear it. Are back. You're listening to Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. And my guest today is Miss Kimberly Frazier. And she is indeed a woman of wonder. And we've been talking about her life, her evolution, her transformation uh, into a space where she is driven to help women figure out how to enjoy life on purpose. She is a life coach, but that's just one of the things she does. And I just asked her this question. I put her on the spot. It wasn't nice of me, but I did it anyway. (laughs) And I said, Miss Wonder Woman, if you had a blank check, what would you do? And Kimberly, share your answer again for those just joining us. What did you say? If I, I would like to help every woman or any woman who feels that they have nothing to live for, they are ready to throw in the towel, they have no hope, no dreams, feel like they're not valued, to be able to have a moment with them to tell them that they are valued and that they can enjoy life and they can enjoy it on purpose. And you know what what I keep thinking about, I'm looking at uh, the sincerity in Kimberly's eyes as she utters those words, I, I, I want more than a woman. More than a moment. I want an environment mm-hmm. where there's a place where women can go. Yes. Where they are safe. And I don't care if they're victims of human trafficking, domestic violence, divorce. I don't care what the ugly is. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they don't know how to change a diaper like me. The kitchen is not my friend. But I want to be able to go to a space where there are no requirements of me to be a certain way. And I want, when I walk through that virtual door, I want to know that there's acceptance at the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love about what you're doing uh, with your empty nesters, Mm -hmm. and and I know you said... uh, kids are away, uh, it's just you and the husband, uh, maybe you haven't worked for 18 years, but I'm thinking empty nesters can be divorcees and widowers too, absolutely. widows and, yeah. Absolutely, and, it, and it's not just empty nesters, that's primarily, Okay. But I okay. also, I help young, I mean, I had a, I had a young lady who is in college, she okay. is 20, she actually reached out to me two weeks ago, she stumbled across the website and was mm-hmm. looking for a life coach, and she sent a note saying, I'm just at a crossroads. I don't know what to do. I'm in college, but I don't know if I'm in the right field, and mm-hmm. I'm just lost. I w- I'm trying to please my mom. I'm trying to please my dad. Can someone help me? Can you help me figure this out? And so it, it could be any range of women, but my my primary women that I speak with are the And I heard sisters. you say this as well because that's where you are. Yes. And sometimes we do our best work. When we're where we are. Right where we are. Yes. But the good news is that I can also help those who yes. have been, you know. Oh, yes. Been and, and the thing that you said that I don't want us just to gloss over, mm-hmm. the young lady that called, mm-hmm. uh, mama wants me to do this, daddy wants me to do this, and the, la- uh, the interview I had earlier talks about how we grow up in a world of expectations. Yes. And we begin to believe what mama said, daddy, grandma, the world, mm-hmm. that's for us. Yes. And we forget mm-hmm. that we are designers original. And at some point, that doesn't fit us. Right, right. And, and we get like, I went through this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, wait a minute, I don't want to do that. Yes. And that was with her. You know, we had our, our phone session with her. The sadness is that, She's broken between her mom and her dad. Her mom and dad are no longer together. Uh-oh. Her dad is wanting one thing. Her mom is wanting another. But at the end of the day, the question I had for her is, what do you want? What is it that And what did you she want? say? She didn't want e- either one of what her mom And she didn't have the courage didn't to. Didn't have the courage to tell them. So we're working together good, now good, good. to help her through that process and to really give her a way of how she can conversate with her parents and and 
you know, set their feelings aside and work on herself yes. so that she can talk to them and be comfortable because she matters. And what she wants is what she needs to pursue because she's not going to be happy. And I think uh, I'm saying this for all of our young women and those who love them. Um, it's hard. It's hard to say no Mm-hmm. to someone who has raised you, raised you, fed you, mm, disciplined you, mm-hmm. all of that, and the unconditional love or not mm-hmm. in the home. It's hard to say, I am, right. I want. Right. And uh, what I love, uh, Kimberly, is our ability to do intergenerational loving mm-hmm. and um Able to even share the times when we stepped out <clears throat> and had to come back and pay for it. That's right. With punishment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom was in hospice and and it was confession time. It was the end of her life. And I said to her, do you know, mom, all my life you keep saying, girl, you can't cook, you know, because my dad cooked, my husband cooked the whole thing. And I said, mom, I need you to to applaud the thing. She says, oh, girl, you know I'm proud of you. And I said, no, I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. She says, oh, sweetie, yes, I love you so. I felt the love, you know. But uh, we have to remember as women who are mentoring and pouring in to the younger generation to let them know how special special. they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to let your younger self, mm. <laughs> Kimberly's looking at me. She's one of the few people that's come on my show and go, oh, Tyra, I don't want to like the letter to myself. Mm. So she didn't. But <laughs> her punishment is this. I ask her because she has daughters. I ask her to walk into a space where she is sitting with her daughters and have a conversation with them uh, that would share some hope for the future, some assurance, and some love. So I'll give you two minutes. Wow, two minutes, Sarah. Okay. Um, let's see. I, of course, I do have two girls. Um, what I would say to them is know who you are. Mm-hmm. Remember who loves you. And to not give up on their hopes and their dreams because okay. someone says you didn't fit in or someone told you that you're not good enough. Yes, yes. I would tell them that it's okay to say no uh-huh. and that they are precious. They are very, very precious. Their value and they're worth more, more than, um, I don't know if I can say the word. Can I say sex? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. They're more than that and that they are valued and that they are loved and they do not have to look for love in that way. Yes. Yes. So I would tell them to be authentic, stay true to themselves. Okay. And to live life and to love life and to enjoy it on purpose. There we are. That's her tagline. I love that. We're going to we're going to say that a lot of times. Yes. I'll tell you what, may I add to what you said? You may. Okay. I like to have kind of a spiritual doggy bag to leave with the people who Kimberly meets on occasion that are discouraged Mm -hmm. and are feeling defeated that go, I am so tired of being tired. And like, girl, get out of here. You know, you're in that, that place and all of us have been there. I want you to know that's okay. I have, uh, a few words I'd like to leave you with today. Uh, Kimberly, first of all, quickly, can you tell people how to reach out to you that feel like they need a life coach? Absolutely, Tyra. Um, they can reach out to me uh, by visiting the website, which is enjoyinglifecoaching.com. Mm-hmm. That's enjoying, E-N-Y-J-O-N, life, L-I-F-E, coaching.com. I love it. I have a feeling that uh, your contact list is going to grow. I do, too. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. I I can tell. (laughs) I can tell. I know I have homework to do as well. So listen, uh, all of you there, I want you to understand this. (laughs) 
You were born with everything you need. There is nothing you are missing. There is no need to frantically become more, be more, do more, get more. You are whole and complete and were gifted every talent and insight you needed to thrive in this world in the moment you were born. Your only job is to accept this truth and then allow it to unfold. Some gifts don't become apparent until later in life. Some insights only become clear to you once you've had life experiences that unlock such wisdom from within you. Trust in this and relax. Perfection is a man-made illusion. We are beautifully imperfect beings operating in a very imperfect world. And that is just the way it is meant to be. Striving for perfection is a hollow goal, one that can never be achieved. Society shows us doctored images of perfection constantly in marketing media, opinions, and expectations. Do not buy into this illusion. I want you to know your seat is guaranteed at this table. I'm here and I'm listening. I want you to truly understand that you are worthy, that nothing in your life will be wasted, the good, the bad, and the scary. Yes, yes, you are not alone. I want you to treat yourself like someone you love. Come back and see me next week. Take good care now. <laughs>